Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. Uh, good to have everyone back. It's a very cold uh, day in Blackfoot, Idaho. It's The wind chill is supposed to get down to like thir- minus 35 tonight. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we got a north wind, and I think, honestly, this is affecting quite a few people. Wyoming's closed. I heard that. Yeah. And <laughs> and uh, down into Colorado, so and the North Dakotas and South Dakotas and Montana, we're all getting a nice uh, late February winter storm. <laughs> a nice reminder that winter isn't over yet. Yeah, and, you know, it just, it just uh, displays God's awesome power. You know, Amen to that. In, in the weather. Yeah. And uh, we're grateful for the moisture. I think they've gotten almost three feet of new snow up at the ski hill in the last, I don't know, five days. Now uh, the hard part is just getting up there. Well, you can't. The road's closed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyways, that's kind of what we were dealing with here in Blackfoot. Um, but we're certainly glad to gather uh, tonight, David and I, for a study with you. We're continuing our, our study about evangelism. And tonight we're going to be talking about transformation. That's right. Uh, or transform, I should say. Yeah. And so we got a good study for you. Um, so buckle in, and we'll go ahead and uh, get started. Although I will say, the the emails in the link truthinagapelove at gmail dot com. Send us a note, uh, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, share it with your friends, and we appreciate you being here listening to us now. So with that, we'll go ahead and get started. Well, and and not yet, because I also wanted to add. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, if you're in the Blackfoot area, yes. Not only are you welcome to reach out and ask any questions, but I'm also available if if anyone wants to get together and have a a Bible study in your home or or whatever. I would be more than happy and more than willing to to sit down with you and and just open God's Word and find out what God says. You know, and so. If you are in the area and you are, if you are searching, please call me. Yeah, and reach you, us out in, in the email, and, and I'll reach out to you. Yeah, and I'll make you, it easy. If you'd like to worship with us, uh, ten o'clock is our our class classes on Sunday morning. Yep, eleven o'clock worship, uh, three seventy North Schilling, Blackfoot, Idaho. So we'd love to have you. We also have a Bible study on seven thirty uh, Wednesday evening. Yeah, um, and so we'd love to have you. If yeah, you're, it, if you're available, to, you are certainly to stop more than by. welcome. And and any way we can help you out, please just reach out to us. Mm-hmm. And with that, you know, and so we have been talking about evangelism the past about what three weeks, Chad? Yeah, three or four weeks. And uh, so we we started out by looking at the different kinds of soils as we um, go out and evangelize with others. The the different kind of soils that we're going to face. You know, looking at Matthew. 13, 1 through 9, and then we, we talked about um, making it our aim to reach the lost. You know, as we are in a spiritual pandemic where we need we need to recognize that there are those out there who are leading themselves to destruction, not knowing that they're on their way to destruction. And so... Yeah, worshiping in vain. Worshiping in vain and just... Not knowing the truth, so make or it living life in vain. Yeah, and and so make it your aim to reach out to him. Make it your aim to seek that which is lost. And then we we talked about right after that about just doing the work. You know, 
uh, Nike made a big <laughs> profit off of the the whole just do it right. Yeah. Well, once we once we recognize everything, just go out and do the work. You know, once it's your aim, go out and do the work. And this week we're going to be talking about transforming ourselves to the way Christ is, you know. And so this lesson is going to be focusing in on Christ. Now, there are so many different aspects about Christ that we can talk about. You know, we can talk about his love. We can talk about his his willingness to suffer so horrifically for us. But we're not going to be talking about that tonight. We're going to be talking about Christ as the evangelist. And once you recognize how Christ evangelized, it's going to transform how you go out and evangelize. Um, as Christ says in Matthew 23, verse 8 and verse 10. So we're going to skip verse 9 here. Or, Chad, do you want to just read all yeah. the way through it? You can sure. read 8 through 10, but okay. focusing <clears throat> in on verse 8 and verse 10. Sure. All right, so it says, um, But you do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ. And you are all brethren. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. And do not be called teachers, for one is your teacher, the Christ. Yeah, thank you. And so here, Christ is is pointing out he is not just any old teacher. Christ is the teacher. He is the only true teacher. And today we're going to talk about him as an evangelist, as let him teach you how to evangelize. You know, Chad, there are so many times where as I was going and looking at Christ as the evangelist, it really changed the way I think about evangelism. Mm -hmm. Because so many things that I was doing that I thought would make me successful, Christ wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. And then things that Christ is doing, I wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, and so the first thing we're going to look at is defer, don't debate. So mm-hmm. as we, we study with others, don't don't debate, just defer. Look at look at Christ in Matthew 21, 23 through 27. Now I'm going to read through this. So starting in verse 23 of Matthew 21. It says, now when he came into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people confronted him as he was teaching and said, by what authority are you doing these things and who gave you this authority? Now, I want to I pause here for a moment. You know, these um, chief priests and elders, this is a question that no matter how Christ answered it, they were going to try to stone him for it. So if he said he gets his authority from the Heavenly Father on high, they're going to consider that blasphemy. They're going to take him out and stone him. Yeah, they, they definitely had an agenda when they confronted oh, yeah. him here. And, and if he said he gets his authority from man, well, guess what? They would consider that blasphemy. Mm-hmm. They would take him out and stone him. So, so like, to them, this question is like a win-win for them. Sure. They, they want to get rid of Christ. They feel like they have the upper hand here. Yeah, and so they with this question, they're like, yeah, we got him. They're no so- matter how they answer. Another thing, too, is they're certainly the majority. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Christ here is all, all alone here, pretty much. That's right. And, other, his, other than and his 12. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. But, so, 
notice how Christ responds. So continue in verse 24, and then we're going to read through 27. It says, But Jesus answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing, which of you, which if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John. Where was it from? From heaven or from men? Now that's a question Christ asked. And then continuing on in, in verse 25, it says, And they reasoned among themselves, saying, Well, if we say from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, we fear the multitude, for all count John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus and said, We do not know. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. So this is this is a beautiful thing because Christ turns it around and makes them answer these questions. But notice through this, Christ maintains control of the situation. You know, apparently there was a big multitude following Christ. So, Chad, like we said before, there was more than 12 around. <laughs> yeah, You know, they, they were listening to him, but they had, the multitude had a lot of respect for John the Baptist. And so they couldn't say that John the Baptist was from men, because they counted him as a prophet. Mm -hmm. But they recognized that if they said he was from heaven, then they're catching themselves. They know that he's going to ask, well, then why don't you believe him? Yeah. And so Christ turned around and caught them. Mm -hmm. And then they, the best they could answer is, we, we don't know. And so, you know, notice Christ deferred the question. He, he took their question and deferred it. Christ maintained that control. And so the question is, how does that help us today, mm -hmm. right? Well, let's say someone sits down with you for a Bible study. And let's say they, they want to start talking about Revelation and the, the Mark of the Beast and all that stuff. You know, if you start digging into that, you've lost the study. Mm -hmm. You know, and so let's say, you know, the, they'll come out and say, well, you think you're the only one that's saved. Oh yeah. Well, well, and I I love I love this example because where you're going with this is we got to learn to answer and defer, and 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 you know we say this all the time. If you don't like what we're telling you, it's not us. We're just messengers. Yeah. You know we'll say things today. Just today, my purchaser says, "Don't shoot the messenger." There's a. The delivery you're waiting on tomorrow is stuck in Wyoming because Wyoming's closed. We started off with that, okay? <laughs> oh, man. So we're not getting some parts because of the storm. What choice do I have? Yeah. Do I, do I get mad at, at Thane, my purchaser? You had to shoot the messenger, Do I right? go beat him up? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I could. And he, you know, what's he going to do? It's out of his hands. That's right. It's a situation that's out of his hands. He's just the messenger. Yeah. Okay? But here, that's what we are. We're just messengers. Yeah. We're just workers for God. And we have to make sure that that we're simply the messengers. And we have to present ourselves that way. That's right. In a way that, hey, look, read for yourself. You've made the comment before that mm -hmm. read read it for yourself. Turn, get your Bible and turn and you, right. you look at it and you tell me what it says there. And you because know, that's what we're doing. That's we're, right. We're just we're just relaying the message. To to get into this, well, I believe this and, and you believe that. You will never go anywhere with, with anyone with that, you and, know. And, and so, that's what that's what Christ here is doing. He's yeah. relaying the message that God that they know they know because it was God's law. Yeah, and so He's just reciting that for them so they know. That's right. And so you know, it, it's really 
beautiful what Christ did here, you know, and so how that comes to us, you know, when somebody says, well, you think you're the only one that's going to be saved, you know, just ask them the question, why do you think that? Mm-hmm. You know, who who told you that? Yeah, who told you that? And then, well, what does the Bible say? Mm-hmm. And then you can get right back in to the to the subject at hand. You don't. It's it's not about just ignoring the question, but it's about getting back to the the material at hand. You know, and and that's that's getting to the Word of God, getting back to Christ and who Christ is, and why He is the way. You know, and and notice that wasn't rude. You know, the, these questions aren't rude. Coming back at them, you know, and and we have to be careful not to re- be rude as well. That's right. Um, and so, because we can be misunderstood that yeah. way, so we have to we have to work. A lot of us get excited. Sometimes we can get excited and and be taken the wrong way, right? Yeah. And we have to be careful that we relay the message with love and and understanding for other folks, you know. And um, so so it's it's a um it's it's something that we all have to work on you know yeah we we have to work on um being able to present the message mm-hmm. in, in a way that doesn't upset people um and that's right and so and and that's that's really exactly what, what jesus was trying to do here yeah and, 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 and he that's caught what, them off guard he put them on their heels and they were like i don't know yeah they didn't know what how but like you know, Chad, if you asked me that question, I, I could very easily just get back to the study that we're talking about. Like you know, preach Christ, mm-hmm. Christ crucified. You know, and and that's what we we go out, and then they they come in with these oddball questions. Well, if you start digging into those questions, you're going down all these rabbit holes that they're taking you. Yeah, and and that's why you need to defer the questions. It's mm-hmm. not because you you just don't want to answer it. You don't want to be bothered with with their thoughts or their. It, it's not about that. It's about getting back to the bible and and getting through the material well and and another thing too is um you know the we had an article in our bulletin um because part of doing this is studying for ourselves that's right and being able to answer these questions we're not we're not deity we're not going to be able to yeah recite these things through osmosis or all all the ways that i used to try to get by in high school that's not going to work yeah <laughs> Okay, you have to put work into it, and and so I don't know if you want me to get into that or not. Go ahead, yeah. Well, just uh, think about some of the things in your life that you know a lot about, um, and it might be just entertainment. Yeah. Okay, movies. Um, you know, you talk about playing a uh, what's the what's that game where Dungeon it's like and it's like a question. An answer game of of current events. Oh, like the trivia game. Trivia games where there's all these trivia questions about movies and actors and and I don't know what all else events, um, geography, you yeah, know, um, things like that. You know, um, so or how people, much do you know about that? Or 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 sports teams is a huge one. Yeah, because like some people know the batting averages. Now baseball, I have a, I have a hard time because there's so much there. Yeah, there's so many people on the team, and they could tell you the batting average of everyone on the team, you know. <laughs> yeah, and and their stats and their and which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Yeah, but can you give it the same enthusiasm? That's the point. 
do you have the same knowledge in God's word? Yeah. Can you tell someone the plan of salvation, book, chapter, verse? Well, and, and I've known Christians who who know the, you know, the, the sports teams, knows everyone's names and yeah. knows mm-hmm. who's good, who's not, or whatever. Even batting averages and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. And Yeah, but then they... They know nothing about the Bible. Yeah. I'm like, well, then how can you call yourself a Christian? Mm-hmm. And and that's not me trying to be harsh. It's just, do you know the Lord? You know, and and that's really what it's about. You know, Second okay. Timothy two fifteen, study to show yourself approved. You know, and and, and uh, in that yeah. that study is being diligent to present yourself approved to God, and that's what it's about. You're you're being diligent. Are you being that diligent as you are towards your sports teams or? Or the trivia games or whatever. And that's what yeah, you're getting and, at. And, and I'm not condemning any of those things. Right. But put the same effort, and I am talking to myself here, okay? <laughs> so none of us... So so uh, Sunday afternoon, me and my wife, it's like, okay, do you? can you say the plan for salvation? Well, of course. Hear, believe, repent, um, confess, be baptized. Yeah. Okay? Where's the verses? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Okay, let's see. It's um so you know <laughs> like we know we know what the Bible says and then when so we start looking up the verses and it's like okay, okay, gotta try to remember that one. And I'm I might try to make a cheat sheet or something. Just something as simple as the plan of salvation. But I'm sorry, I and I know it's a downfall of mine. I Yeah. I have a really hard time remembering verses, numbers, yeah. things like that. It's not my strong point. Right. But and I could find it real quick. Because I know what it says. I could, I could look it up in my search. You yeah, know, your Google. Whatever. Google yep. or, or just in my Bible app, you know. But how well can you do that? And and Jesus here was caught off guard, could have been, in this example we just read. Yeah. We have to be prepared for those instances where we're going to need to recite. And I don't know how often you're going to have to recite the plan of salvation to somebody. But if we're able to say, okay, here... Uh, Let's see, Romans 10, 17. That's the first one here. Here, Romans 10, 17. Go look it up. Yeah, and you can you can create in your Bible a cheat sheet. So starting oh, at, at Romans 10, yeah, 17, then, then yeah. you can highlight it and then right next to it. But even you, then, you know, believe right after that. But even that. then, what if you don't have your Bible with you? Yeah. You at least have your phone. Believe John 8, 24, John 11, yeah, 25, and 26. And, and guys... And gals, I'm cheating. I got it right here in, my, <laughs> in the lesson right. out, outline. But seriously, it, it's a serious conversation that we have to have, and we have to know where these things are in the Bible so that we can give them a verse. Because sometimes just dropping a verse to somebody, mm-hmm. say, go home and read Romans ten seventeen. Tell me what it says. Yeah. You know, something like that. That can be more powerful than anything else. Yep. You know, and that's exactly what we're talking about is so we we have to prepare ourselves. There's work that we have to do. And I don't care how good a Bible scholar you are, okay, you still have to there's still room for improvement. Yeah. You know, I I yeah. So there there's a long time ago, um somebody <clears throat> it was actually at, at one of the the stores I went into and and I was talking to the guy and mm-hmm. and uh he's like, "You know, I I think if you just have a, a good uh Good moral value, you'll be all right. Yeah, I was like, okay, and I just I had my Bible app on my phone. I went to Jeremiah ten twenty three, mm-hmm. and I just turned it around to him, 
And I said, what does it read there? And there in Jeremiah 10, 23, it says, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. And he, he read it, and he looked at me, and he said, that's fair. <laughs> like, and that was, that was the end. But that was, that was more powerful than anything that I could have said. Yeah. Because God said it. I didn't. Well, and that's the point here. We, yeah. we, we're trying to relay God's message. We're the messengers. That's right. And we have to, like, like I said, don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. I'm just the messenger here. But, but to go to, to that point, though, that could actually turn somebody off, too, by just, oh, you think you know it all. You know, right. and it's like, so how do we, how do we avoid all that? And, yeah. and so this deferring and not debating is also because what, what's, what's interesting to me is uh, I'll just quote like two verses to somebody and they're, they're already like, oh, you think you know it all. And it's like, no, like I don't, uh, there's always more learning I need to learn in the Bible, you know? And it's like, no, not at all. But but people get intimidated by that. Well, so to to get around that, to defer it, and, and just get back to the, the lesson plan. You know, even if you have a, a lesson plan and you're, you're walking through this lesson plan with them, that way, it's the Bible. And, yeah. and I highly recommend letting the Bible answer the question. Well, and man, we got such great technology today mm-hmm. with our cell phones. Um, I... I've got an app that I use, um, and it, it's just a notes app. It's it's different than the one that comes on your phone. Um, it's a Notability is what it's called. It works on Android or um, Apple. Okay, you can get it on both. And um, boy, make some notes in there, some cheat sheets. Um, I've got the one a cheat sheet in that one for if I ever run into um, uh, um, Latter-day Saints missionaries. Yeah. And I can just quickly, you know, in today's day and age, you always got your phone. That's right. You know, I forgot my phone the other day. I was going to work. You feel naked almost, don't you? <clears throat> David, I got I got <laughs> to two and a half miles away, and I realized I didn't have it. And I was like, oh, I'll be okay. I'll just have Cass bring it when she comes at 830. So this this was 7 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and I'm like I'm driving I keep driving I'm like that's a terrible decision cuz I work with my phone okay yeah. I I I get calls from everyone business calls Yeah I'm like what am I going to do from 7 to 8:30 if I don't have my phone Yeah you know <laughs> turned around went back and got it <laughs> you know and and so the point is in today's age let's take advantage of what we got Yeah and use it and that's let's right. make some cheat sheets okay have a plan of salvation cheat sheet in there. Just another file page. Yeah. I, I know that most of us, we got the smartphone. Of course, earlier you were saying it's not a smartphone. Yeah. Sometimes they don't do what we want. But no. I think we could But that all could f- be operator error. It, mo- <laughs> most likely. I know it is for me. It's problem exists between keyboard and chair. Yeah. Um, but but if we if we utilize some of those tools that we have now... Um, and, and of course a lot of people say, well, what if, what if, uh, you know, the satellites go out and the power goes out and we're back in the stone age. I was like, we're all in trouble. Yeah. Like we got bigger problems than not having our app on our phone. Well, and you know, I, I thought about that. Most of society cannot survive 
in in the wild you know preparing their own meal or yeah building their own house and uh i had a a friend one time he was he tried to put together his um entertainment center i don't know how he did it but he did it he put it together backwards i don't even know how you do that <laughs> yeah and then so he took it back apart and he had me come over and help him with it and i didn't even look at the instructions i just kind of put it together cuz understand that's kind of my background sure. that's what i did sure and he's like, how did you do that? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, could you just like build shelves out of nowhere? And I was like, well, yeah, that's easy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, you know, here's the problem. He's like, if the zombie apocalypse comes, he's like, he's like, my family's screwed. He's like, your family will survive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. You know, and of course, just joking around. But he's like, yeah, you know, I. Well, and and so, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, it's okay to utilize. Um, what you have in front of you. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. and so utilize it and make cheat sheets. Yeah. It's simple. Uh, for Help those of us, out. For those of us who don't have a mind like you that can just, you know, and I love your talent you have of <laughs> of being able to, to, to spout off verses. Well, give okay. God the glory on that one. Well, and, and you've put a lot of work into it, too. It's not like it just happened. So right. you've put a lot of work into it, and that's great. But those of us who struggle remembering things, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, make a cheat sheet. I mean, if you ain't cheating, you're not trying. You know, that's what I say a lot. <laughs> I'm not saying to go break any rules here, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> if you're in school, that's not what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Yeah. No, <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. But the thing is, we can make cheat sheets for ourselves. Yeah. And save them away. And then that way, it's just a couple of clicks, and you've got the cheat sheet right That's there. That's right. And, and you can have one on salvation. You can have one on this Jeremiah 10, 23. It was really good because if people go and say, well, I think I'm going to be okay spiritually. Yeah. Well, what does it say here? What does God say here? Yeah. It's not in man to know his salvation. And, you know, I, I could have quoted that verse to him, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have had the same effect. No. Because he read it for himself, it had so much more of a deeper meaning. Yeah. And, and that's really the point behind it. You know, notice this question that this person asked in, in Mark 10, verse 17. Getting back to Christ. Yeah. So, Mark 10, verse 17, it says, Now he was, he being Christ, was going out on the road. One came running, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now, for me, if anyone asked me this question, I could rattle off the book, chapter, verse of the plan of salvation, as we were talking about earlier. I could rattle that off, you know. That deserves an answer, right? Like, that's, that's how I would think of it. That deserves an answer. Christ, he knows better than anyone because he's the one that established yeah, the right. plan for us. He yeah. knows. Yeah. So you would think Christ had to answer this question, but he doesn't. Notice what he does in verse 18 and 19. So continuing on in this story, after after this man asked him this, and, and the man called him a good teacher. So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. So Jesus, and I love this because he looks past that question. And to me, that's like such an important question. 
And he says, why do you call me good? And, you know, and then he just, you know what God says. And, and he starts quoting the Ten Commandments to him, right? Like, this is what he's doing. He's quoting the Ten Commandments. You know what it says. Do that. You know, and, and it's almost like Christ is saying, you know, you call me good. Well, all I'm doing is being the messenger that God sent me to be. You know, John twelve forty nine says Christ only did what the Father sent him to do. You know, he only said and did what the Father told him to do. He didn't do his own will. He, he did the will of the Father. And so, you know, he looks past all of that, asks him this question, but it's almost like Christ is saying, you think I'm good. Well, I'm only doing what God told me to do. Yeah, right. You do the same. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what you do. You go do the same. Well, and we might even get that today. Why are you such a good person? It's like, yeah, I'm I'm just trying to be a Christian, man. That's right. You know? And, and this is a great question. This is perfect for that question. Like, you know, Chad, if I come up to you and be like, Chad, why are you so nice? Why are you so yeah. good? Yeah. Why do you call me good? God is the only one good. Mm-hmm. I'm only doing what just he only told me to, to do. do. What he's told me to do. Yeah. He's the good one because he's told me to do it, you know? And, and that's... That's essentially what Christ is saying. I'm only doing what God told me to do. So go do what he tells you to do and you'll be good. You know, you'll you'll be what the Father wants you to be. So go do what he says. Yeah. I love the last part of this story of the rich young ruler that mm. you didn't get into. Oh yeah. In the lesson because it's just um he says um um, teacher, all of these things I have kept from my youth, you know, the things that he told him yeah. about, you know. And then Jesus looked at him and says, um, said to him, I loved him and said to him, one thing you lack, go your way, sell what you have and give to to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven and come to take up the cross and follow me. Yeah. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Yeah. You know, and that's a whole nother lesson for us. But it's just, it, you know, be careful what you ask for. Yeah. I've done all these things. What more do I need to do? That's you right. Know? And, you know, but because that, yeah, that gets into a whole other thing. It is kind because of a whole other thing. Because we're, we're looking like, at, at Christ as the evangelist. And, yeah. and how did he answer these questions? And he because, told him. He told him what to do. That's right. But he he deferred, you know, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And he you know what it says. Yeah. Like, you know what it says. So he was clearly talking to a a, a Jew, you know. And then a, another thing that Christ did, you know, as we study with people, this is what we need to do with them, is show, don't tell. Right? Where Christ was not in the telling business, he was in the showing business. Yeah. Show them the Word of God, or or show them what, what it means to be good, or, or whatever. And, and that's how we need to go about it. You know, turn over to Luke 10, 25 through 28. <clears throat> so something I want to point out here in Luke 10, this is a, a lawyer, okay? It's describing a lawyer. Luke 10, 25 through 28. Just Chad, so you, you know, this that? one's another one of my favorites. Yeah. 10 through, uh, 25 through 28? Yes. Okay. All right, says, and behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, gotta love lawyers, right? Oh, yeah. Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Um, he said to him, 
what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? Which is exactly what we're talking about. That's right. So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. Yeah. So let's pause End of there story, for a moment. Right? Yeah. End of story. <laughs> Let, let's, let's pause there for a moment, because <laughs> notice, again, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, yeah. for us, you know, the plan of salvation. This is when I'll, you know, hear, believe, you know. Yeah, hear, believe, confess, repent, repent, confess, be baptized. baptized. Yeah, and, live faithfully. You know, and rattling all that off. But no, he says, what is it written? What's yeah. written in the law? What does it say? Because, and like I pointed out, he's a lawyer, right? He knows both the Jewish law and the Roman law. This is his job. Yeah, that's a great point. To, to know it. And that's why he's like, what's it written in the law? You yeah, know what it says. What, what's your reading of it? Why should I waste my words? You yeah. know, you know what it says. Yep. And, you know, and, but what's beautiful is he makes this lawyer answer his own question. Mm-hmm. And then he says, yeah, you're right. Do that and you'll live. You, you said it rightly. That's exactly it, you know. And these are the the two greatest commandments, you know. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And that's what he's quoting, and and we see that in Matthew, uh, what is it, Matthew twenty two thirty seven. You tell me, man. Oh, we already talked about this. Yeah, and so <laughs> and so. Um, no, I don't think it's there. Anyway, getting off subject there, but. So Christ makes him answer his own question, but then this is when the lawyer does his whole lawyer thing. This is when it's really... He wouldn't stop. Yeah, he, he wouldn't stop. He's just testing him. That's you know, right. He's like, uh... And, and so he is he begins to test Christ even more. In, in verse 29 of Luke 10, he says, But he wanting to justify himself said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? So, like I said, the, the lawyer does the whole lawyer thing and tries mm-hmm. to to articulate the, the law of God and, uh, you know, trying to justify himself. Yeah, saying, I, I don't have question. to help everyone, do I? Like, I don't, I don't have to, mm-hmm. uh, I only have to help the one that's, that's his help, house is next to me, you help, know? Help me cipher who it is. Yeah, exactly. Because he doesn't want to help everyone. But Christ shows him a parable. He doesn't just tell him, he shows him. What a neighbor, what being a neighbor is all about. Yeah, that's a good point. And I love parables because I love, oh, li- yeah. I love real life analogies. That's right. And, and it, it, it's so powerful. And this is what we're going to bring out. Uh, verse 30 through 37. Chad, do you want to read that? Sure. In Luke 10? Yeah, it says, um, Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down the road, that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, was and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and uh, bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. 
So which of these three do you think was the neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. This is so powerful. So couldn't couldn't have Christ just skipped these six verses and said the one that shows mercy to the, the one near him? Mm-hmm. Couldn't Christ have just said that and just answered that question? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't do that. Because this is so much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Showing him. And notice there's a, a Samaritan was someone who was a Gentile, who was outside of God. Yeah, they were right? kind of looked down on. Yeah, the Jews looked down on them as if like they were like heathens and and full of sin. That's how the Jews looked at them. And So first he started off with a priest. That's right. Priest two, walked by. Two different Jews walked by on the other side of the street, so and they didn't the have Levite. to deal with them. The Levite was yep. next. And, and so two of them. Two Jews walked by this man, beaten and half dead. And then the Samaritan, the sinner, mm-hmm. as they claimed, stopped and took care of him. You know, and not only that, gave two denarii. That is, I think that was what, like a day's wage? So, um, I, I think it's equivalent to two days' wage. Uh, one denarii is a day's wage, if I recall correctly. But anyway, you know, just to point out, gave the innkeeper... Let's say two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. right? For two more days and and whatever else you spend, I will I will repay it when I come back. Like this was, he took care of him, and he put him on his own animal and brought him to the inn, and he he used oil and and, and wine for him and, and really took care of him. The sinner, this this one who was unworthy, took care of him while the other two Jews. Wouldn't even look at him. Went on the other side of the road to avoid him. And Christ says, which one of those was neighborly? Now this lawyer has to answer the one that showed mercy on him. The Gentile. You know, and this is, like, we don't have this kind of separation as as they did in that time. The Jews really looked down on the Gentiles. Yeah. And so they're the... The Jews would not be neighborly to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was as Peter went to Cornelius in uh, Acts ten and eleven. Peter even says, "You know how unlawful it is for me to to be in the house of a Gentile." They they were not to to be around Gentiles. Yeah, and so they looked down on them, and mm-hmm. so Christ points out. If you want to be neighbors, if if you want to be neighborly, be like this this Gentile. And so I love how you said to the start, instead of telling him, he showed him. Yeah. In a story. Yeah. Which is quite interesting because um if you write something down and try to explain something to somebody, you're not necessarily showing him. But right. in this way, this example, the way he tells it. It is showing him. Mm-hmm. It's it's an explanation that shows you what you ought to do, and and again, Christ showed him, and then asked him the question. Now, who was neighborly? Again, making the lawyer answer his own question. Yeah. Now, if there's anything that would probably upset a lawyer, was being not only proven wrong but having to admit that they were wrong. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and so. 
<laughs> because that's just who they are. But Christ shows him what a neighborly person is. And that is so powerful. Yeah. And this is why, you know, when we, this is why we show and not tell. We show them the Bible. This is Let, probably one of the greatest examples of showing, not telling. That's right. Christ showed God's Word. Now, Christ was in a little different position than we are. We have the perfect Word before us. Yeah. So when somebody, say we come across somebody that that has this issue, like this lawyer does, now we can take them to the Word of God and have them read it and then ask them that question. Mm-hmm. You know, and make let God do the heavy lifting in a study. Let God tell them. Because... One thing most people do not want to argue with God. They'll argue with you all day long and not care. But they they don't want to argue with God because they know God is right. Right? So, it, especially when it comes to what somebody believes. If it contradicts the Word of God and they, they claim to believe in God and claim to represent Christ, when you show them that Christ says something contrary to what they say and what they believe, yeah, that will be the only thing that changes them. You know, another example that I can think of that Jesus did this very same thing was where he tells, when he gets asked by, I think it was the disciples, how many times you should forgive your brother. Oh, yeah. And he says 70 times 70. Yeah. Seven times seventy, seven or something like that. Seven times seventy, and and in that context, he says, "How many times a day should I forgive my brother?" A day. Yeah. You know, and no one <laughs> would wrong somebody seven times seventy, which would be like four hundred ninety. Yeah, something I like think that. it is. Yeah, I was just the, grabbing my calculator the, here. The point is, Christ isn't saying that four hundred ninety-one. You don't have to forgive him. You know, let's no. not take that out. Of, what he's trying to say is, you don't stop forgiving. Mm-hmm. Because your Father in heaven forgave you so much more than anyone can wrong you. But like, he, yeah. we've wronged God so much more than anyone can wrong us. Yeah, and he, and he gets the point across in a way that he shows them how, what you ought to be doing when it comes to forgiving your brother. That's right. You know, he showed them. And, and in, that, in that context, I don't think his disciple was trying to test Jesus. He was that was a sincere he was question. Sincerely wanting to know. You know, how many times should I forgive him? Up to seven times a day? Yeah. Seven times seventy. Yeah. You know, and so just showing you don't stop forgiving. And that's very hard to do. It, you know, it, yeah. Man, when somebody lies to me, yeah. And then they they ask for forgiveness and you forgive them, and then they lie to you again. You know, like it comes to a certain point where you're like are you really sorry? <laughs> like, you know, after two times with my kids, I'm like, if you were sorry, you'd stop doing it. <laughs> yeah, no joke. You know, but but the point is, is you don't stop forgiving because your heavenly Father forgave you so much more, and that's actually goes into the parable that Christ was talking about about the wicked servant who went to, before the king and owed him ten, uh, like a hundred talents or something like that. It was an astronomical amount of money. That he owed the king. Like, it would, for a, a laborer, it would take like over a hundred years or something like that to pay off that loan mm-hmm. to the king. And the king just forgave him because he had compassion on him. And then that servant went out to another servant 
and asked for and he owed him a hundred denarii, which is a hundred days' wage. And he wouldn't forgive him. He wouldn't. He threw him into prison. And what you know? That's when the other servant went to the king and they called him out. The point is, is we are that wicked servant that that owes our master so much more than we could ever pay back, mm-hmm. because Christ died for us, mm-hmm. and and that is we deserve what Christ went through for eternity. Oh yeah, because of what we've done, and so Christ there. You know, we are forgiven more than what we deserve. Yeah. So much more than what no we could greater gift ever than pay to back. Give your life for somebody. That's right. So let's not turn around and not forgive someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's actually uh, Matthew six. Let's turn over there. I probably should have went in my um, Bible, and actually, I'm going to. Because I'm already in Matthew. I don't know why I didn't just start there. <laughs> I was going in my in my laptop here. But Matthew 6. Uh, let's go to verse 14. This is after Christ has the... Um, says pray in this manner. Right? Mm-hmm. And he yeah. goes through it and he asks, you know, forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. Yeah. And then in verse 14... Christ says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Mm-hmm. That's the point he's making. We we have been forgiven so much more. You know, we, we wronged our heavenly Father so much more than anyone could ever wrong us. So we should be more than willing to forgive them because that's exactly what Christ has done for us. You know, that's exactly what God has done for us, is forgiven us of so much. Um, but to get back to the the story at hand, you know, letting God do the work. Taking them, showing them the Word of God, and letting them argue with God. Because God will straighten them out. You know, as it says... First, first Corinthians 3, 6. Is that where you're going? Uh, actually, no, not yet. Oh, okay. Psalm 119, 104. <laughs> oh, I got that one. It says, through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. So only through the word of God, only through the precepts of God, will we get understanding. And when we get understanding, once we learn understanding, that is when we will learn to hate every false way. You know, Chad, I one of my pet peeves, is someone who talks about God and curses all in the same sentence. That drives me bananas, because how can you call yourself a Christian and then, you know, act that way? Well, anytime someone does that, I kind of want to just take them to James 1.26. You know, those who claim to be religious but cannot bridle their tongue, their, their religion is useless. And just point that out. But if I just quote that to him, you know, like Chad, you were talking about earlier, giving him a verse and just letting him go home and study it. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah. I've done that with somebody, you know, because I was, I was giving him a ride to work and, and back home, and he he was that way, where he would talk about God and, and curse. And so I just gave him that verse, and I said, go home and read that and, and tell me what you think, you know, and 
for whatever reason, he refused to read that one verse. So, uh, you know, but that can, that can, again, if something is going to change you, it would be the word of God and calling you out. And, you know, here's the thing. Uh, he refused to read it. That he might have just been saying that. Because right. you tell someone he refused to basically... I didn't think of that. You you may be right. Because <laughs> you tell someone to to go read... Or like if I said, hey, David, don't go read this. You're going to be curious. You're going to be like, or go read this. Yeah. You're going to be curious and you're going to at least look at it. And if it's just one verse, you're probably going to read it. But whether he didn't like what it said... And then just decided to deny that he even read it. That very well could have been the you case. Know, you just don't know, but I'm just saying. Yeah. That but could <laughs> be the case in that instance. Yeah. He just didn't like what it said and decided to deny it. See, this know? is what I like about you, Chad, because you, you can bring out you can bring out what, you know. <laughs> I, if he told me, I, I ain't going to read that. I'm like, you liar. You went and read it. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You know, and just joke with him. Yeah. But it was one verse. What do you mean you didn't read it? You went and read it. You just didn't like what it said. Yeah. And then he probably would have confessed. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> but but so the, it it's so important for us as we study with others to show them the word of God. Don't don't tell them what the word of God says because that's not gonna bring uh, them and, to and the don't truth. Don't take your Bible and go up and slap them beside the head. Right. You know? No. I mean, we can't be like that. You can't just be a basher. Yeah, which uh, that's actually probably easier to do mm-hmm. because you're just it's a lot harder to be gentle with the word and first you need to bring them to the love of Christ. You need to you need to bring them to Christ <laughs> and then allow Christ after they they have l- learned to love him after that then allow Christ to change them. Yeah, and and how many times have you been like, "What? You actually believe that?" Yeah, <laughs> you can't do that. You know, <laughs> like you don't want to just be like, "What? Are you crazy?" <laughs> That's as the stupidest we, thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, as much as we want to, sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> you have some self control there. Or right, and and you know, it's definitely about being gentle with them. Absolutely, you know, and but bringing them. To God and showing them the love of Christ. That's that, of course, is the first step, right? Bringing them to Christ, where you know if they, um, if you make it to where every time they come to you, you point out all the ways they're wrong. You may get one study. Very lucky to get two, but if if that's your habit, that's it. You, you will never bring them to Christ because. You have to take them from where they are and yeah, bring them to Christ. You don't want to push them away. Yeah. And so there's certain there's definitely a certain um a certain love that you have to have for them. You know, and and put yourself in their shoes. If you were doing something wrong and and you don't know you're doing it wrong, would you want somebody to just call you a sinner all the time? You know, no matter how hard you try and they're just calling you a sinner. Well, that's not going to work, you know. Um, so be gentle with them. Uh, Chad, how much time do we have? Um, ten minutes. Ten minutes. Okay. So the next point I want to bring out is 
as you study with somebody, be like Christ and plant. Don't pick, right? Yeah. Too many times we talk ourselves out of a study because, you know, they're not going to be interested. They're not. They're not going to want to know that. Hear the truth. How do you know? And and that's the problem. Turn to Luke eleven, twenty nine through thirty two. Chad, do you yeah. want to read that one? Yeah, I got it. Um, 29 through 32, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got it right here. And while the crowds were thickly gathered together, he began to say, this is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah, the prophet. For as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so also the Son of Man will be to this generation. The queen of the south will rise up in the judgment with a man, with the men of generation and condemn them, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and indeed a greater than Solomon is here. Uh, one more, right? Yeah. The, the men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and indeed a greater than Jonah is here. So the, what I wanted to point out is actually in the, the first verse, of uh, verse 29 there, it says the crowds were thickly gathered together. Now, thickly gathered, I, I think of like um, if anyone has ever been to a concert with an open floor, like okay. you don't have seating, and in front of the stage you have like this, this big open area and everyone can just pile in. The closer you get to the front of the stage the more the, the crowds were thickly gathered, right? Where you're shoulder to shoulder, somebody's back is touching your chest, and your back is touching someone else's chest, right? You're just like packed in there like mm-hmm. a bunch of sardines. Yeah. That is when the crowds are thickly gathered. And so notice, the crowds are thickly gathered, and he just tells everyone, this is an, a, an evil generation, you know, it, it seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah, the prophet. Now, we know that the, the sign of the prophet, Jonah, he was in the belly of the earth for three days, or in the belly of the fish for three days before he was spit out. Well, Christ, after he died on that cross, three days. was in the belly of the earth for three days and then spit out, you know, in reference to uh, Jonah, the prophet, but that's when he arose on the third day. And so that was the sign that Christ is talking about. That's the only sign that's going to be given. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's it. Well, and and but notice how he he tells all of them. He tells them all. He, he doesn't pick a select few who he thought would want to hear it more mm-hmm. and pull them aside later and, and talk to them. You know, he tells them all. Yeah, everyone's everyone's uh, called to the gospel. That's right. No and, one's left out. Thank goodness. And uh, you know, I can't tell you how many times I have talked myself out of talking to someone. Yeah, I don't think they'll be interested. Sure. And Chad, I, I think everyone was probably guilty on that. I no. hope I'm not the only one guilty on that. Yeah, no, definitely. But I remember um, when I was working at the post office. We working at the post office. You have to wait to. To punch in, you know, you have to wait till exactly eight o'clock before you can punch in. You can't punch in at seven fifty nine. You have to wait exactly till eight. And so, as soon as eight o'clock hits, everyone starts swiping their card and, and punching in, right? 
so we were sitting there waiting to punch in. And and this guy, I I was friends with him. He cursed like a sailor. And every other word was was a filthy filthy word out of his mouth. And uh so I I thought if anyone would want to hear it, it's not him. Like he was the last mm-hmm. one. But he started telling me a story about how his his sister lost a, a child. Mm-hmm. And how this other lady was a, a drug addict and and she had the child. And he's like, How is this fair? And and you know, mm. kind of getting into all this, why is this fair? And of course, you know, using some choice words while he's doing it. And I said, I, I just finally said, I said, I would love to study that with you. Mm-hmm. Let's find out what God says about it. And he turned to me and he just said, You know, I've been wanting to get back into the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you serious? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, wow. The, the point is, is we cannot judge the hearts of men. That's right. Let God do it. So we can't pick who we're going to spread the gospel to. Mm-hmm. Don't pick. Just spread the gospel. Plant. Don't pick. You know, this is when 1 Corinthians 3, 6. Do you want to read that, Chad? Yeah, sure. This is a, a very strong point to bring out. You know, our job is to plant. Go ahead. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So it is God who adds the increase. Let the word of God... Yeah. That, that's probably the hugest point here to this whole lesson. That's right. Let the word of God d- divide divide the people. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about the whole, the whole time here because we started out um, that we just... You're arguing with God, not us. Yeah. And we have to, don't shoot the messenger, remember? That's right. This is God's message, not ours. Yeah. Let the people decide whether you they're going to serve choose. themselves or serve God. Yeah, you get to choose if you're going to follow what God says. Yeah. I'm just Our job is to take them to the fork in the road and let them choose between God or themselves. Yeah. You know, look and of at, course here too, uh, another thing to point out just real quickly. Yeah. I planted Apollos Water. Those are two different people. That's right. Sometimes it takes more than one of us to mm-hmm. influence somebody. That's right. But God gives the increase. Yeah. So, you know, it, it doesn't have to be up to just one of us. It could be an influence of more than one brother or that's sister. Right. And and that's a very strong point. So, Chad, maybe you've, you've studied with somebody mm-hmm. and you you planted that seed. And yeah. then later I'll come and, and just water. I'll just reiterate what you've already told them. Mm-hmm. And that's when, because maybe I'll just say something a certain way. And they're like, oh, yeah, now that makes sense. Or and vice versa. Maybe, you know, I'll study with somebody and then you come later and, and talk to them like, oh, yeah. And sometimes we teach without even words, just that's in right. our actions. That's right. You know. And that's that goes right back to what Christ was doing. Why do you call me good? You know, going back to the very very beginning of this lesson. Um, but let's look at Acts 13, 46. I, I want to hit this point real fast. Yeah, because we're... Oh, we still got about th- two minutes. Okay, perfect timing. So look at what Paul and Barnabas says in Acts 13, 46. They let the word of God divide them. It says, Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. But since you reject it, and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life. Behold, we turn to the Gentiles. So they had the command to go to the Jew first and then to the Greek or, or to the Gentile. And he's pointing out, you have judged yourselves unworthy. 
We brought the word to you, and you have judged yourselves unworthy. You don't want it. You have rejected it, so now we're going to go on. That is important for us to understand. We bring the word of God and let them reject it or accept it. It's not up to us. You know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force them to drink it, mm-hmm. right? Is that the saying? You I've been saying lead, it a little different. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. But you can't make him drink. Mm-hmm. And, and it is so true. Oh, yeah. And I have never really been around horses mm-hmm. until I, I moved here, and you know, yeah. around your dad and around mm-hmm. you. Dude, you cannot force their head down. Like, they can pick you up with just their head, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you grab their, their neck and just mm-hmm. hang, mm-hmm. they can throw you, and you can't bring their neck down. There's no forcing these mm-hmm. animals. Yeah. Because they're very muscular and very yes. big. You can tame them by the bit of the mouth, right. and you can make them do what you want. Yeah. But. And, and, you know, when you take them to the water, if they don't want to drink but it... But you can't make a horse drink. You can't. <laughs> you cannot. You can, make, you can make them walk to town... You can ride them around, and you can steer them, and you can do all those things. But when you lead them to water, it is no joke. That's right. They will. They'll either drink or they won't. And you can't make them drink. Even yeah. if you think he needs a drink, he's not going to do it. And it's 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 so cool because it's it's a uh, it's it was true then the same as is today with horses. You know, they had horses then. Yeah. That's what's cool is like nothing's changed. Animals are still have the same instincts and so do humans. Yeah. And but notice how Paul and Barnabas gave them the word and they rejected it. They judged themselves unworthy. Paul and Barnabas did not judge them. Mm -hmm. They did what they were commanded to do. That's what we need to do. We are commanded to plant the water or plant the word. We are commanded to go and tell everyone, let them judge themselves. And don't pick. You know, around here we can say, oh, they're not going to be interested. What gives you the right to say that? How do you know if they're going to be interested or not? You know, and I have been there. I have I have been the one, like I just said with the story I, I said, I judged this guy unworthily. I didn't figure he would be interested in the word. And almost every time I do this, it's like God is humbling me. You know, he's like, you have no idea what you're saying. Because the people who I think would be interested, a lot of times judge themselves unworthy. Yeah. And the ones that I didn't think were actually interested. I'm like, hmm, I need to just tell everyone because <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And I got I got one that we can end on because we're, we're yes. out of time. But uh, just kind of the last verse that you have in here, Deuteronomy 10, 17. Oh, very good. Because, you know, even back to that guy who says, you know, I think I'll be okay. You know, I'm, and if someone ever says, you know, I'll just, I'll just make a deal with God on the, on the day of judgment. Yeah. You know, uh, I, it'll be fine, you know, or I'll, my wife's so good, she'll help me get in the gates, you know, whatever. Yeah. So listen to this, Deuteronomy ten seventeen, For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords. The great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality, nor takes a bribe. That's right. Oh, man. That's kind of like the, you know, the nail in the coffin kind of thing. That's the drop the mic yeah. moment there you right go. there. Drop mic. That's yeah. the drop the mic. Because God's not. Gonna, you're not going to bribe God. Yeah. And say, you know what? I did all these good things. 
and you're going to do this to me. No, you're not going to bribe him, and you're not yeah. going to convince him. And there's because, no partiality either. No, and he's already told us what we got to do. We don't have to. We, we're not going to argue with him, you know? That's right. So um, that's probably a great place to end the study. It's going to have to be, but um, certainly a lot in here for myself. But let let our awesome God have his way with you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the point. Let his word, his perfect word, have his way with the you. The words of God judge us. That's and, right. And that's just all there is to it. And so if you don't like it, you're not arguing with us. You're arguing with God. That's right. And so, you know, we, we bring that point out all the time because we're just the messengers. That's right. And that's how we ought to teach. And that's the point of this whole uh, lesson. Study. Yeah. Transform. That's right. Basically, p- turn it back on them uh, and, and, and let God's word speak. Uh, and teach amen so all right thanks everyone for being with us uh we'll uh we're gonna go try to stay warm here in blackfoot <laughs> try to get back home and yeah and uh and uh so we'll be looking forward to another study next week any teasers dave uh no actually no i'm not quite sure what i'm gonna be preaching yet okay well uh you guys <laughs> stick will find, in it'll be a good one <laughs> hey you'll find out uh, i can just imagine that it's uh, it's gonna come from god's word though right Yeah. And so we'll look forward to another study with you next week. So we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys.